0: cigar talk the fastest growing cigar show in the nation whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado we have something for everyone bringing you the best interviews cigar reviews and weekly giveaways so grab yourself a cigar
1: it's time to light them up
2: Hey guys, welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host Rob Jones and I think we've got a really great show for you today. We'll be talking with Octavia Tolliver from Atlanta, Georgia. Have a great interview with her. Then we talk to uh, BOTL, get his uh, smoke and find out where he's smoking. And then we'll talk to the Cigar Man Official and get his Cigar Tip of the Week. Also, just wanted to let you know this episode while I'm sitting here doing the podcast, I'll be smoking a Viva La Vida cigar. Uh, it's a AJ Fernandez blend. It's a fantastic cigar. If you get the opportunity to get one, definitely want to check it out. If you don't know how to get one, uh, holler at me and uh, I'll let you know where to find one. Also on our website, if you haven't checked it out yet, we do have uh, t-shirts available right now for a limited time. Have the uh, Cigar Talk logo, and they are called the Light 'Em Up Crew T-shirt. So uh, go to our website uh, if you'd like to get one of those. They come in up to sizes 3X, and so uh, I hope to see you on Instagram wearing some Cigar Talk T-shirts. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones, and we have a special guest from Atlanta, Georgia, with us today. It's Octavia Tolliver. She's leading a movement for women in the cigar industry and the cigar shop and lounge scene. And so we just wanna say thank you for joining us. How are you doing today, Octavia?
3: Hi, Rob, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
2: It's our pleasure. We've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time, and uh, we've been waiting to hear your story. So tell us about how you got into cigars.
3: Wow. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's probably been about 10 years or so, something like that. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's funny, a, a guy I met, I was out one night, and I met him, and he wanted to take me to lunch the next day. And um, lunch ended up actually being at a cigar lounge. And I was like, why am I here? Why would you bring me here? You know, I had never smoked cigars before, or anything like that, and never been to anything like that. And, um, but, you know, it, it just it felt just, it felt really good for me. I mean, I was really young, you know, and I wasn't really used to uh, being in a space where, you know, there were kind of meetings going on. And, um, you know, I think there was like some golf on the TV or something like that. And people were kind of conversing, you know, and uh, just a really, really cool vibe. um, And I just liked it, you know, and it felt, it felt mature, it felt comfortable. um, I felt sophisticated in that space. And honestly, it's so funny, because I don't remember the guy, I couldn't even picture him like if someone paid me to, to point him out that's hilarious um, but but i but i remember the experience and i remember how i felt and i i just couldn't wait to call my friends and say hey like we need to go find some of these cigar lounges or bars or whatever they are and like really kind of get into this thing and um it's funny you know i, I feel like the first time it probably wasn't the cigar that attracted me to it sure it was probably just the atmosphere Do you the know atmosphere
2: I mean? oh absolutely
3: yeah yep and so uh so so that's kind of where it started and i mean from there um you know we just kind of go around i mean and luckily i'm in atlanta so we have you know close to 100 uh shops lounges bars here just cigars um and so there were a plethora of places that i was able to kind of go to to continue my journey and learning about the cigars and just being in that environment um and so yeah i just kind of continued on and and that was that was
2: that. Well, that's a great story, uh, especially thank since you. you can't remember who took you to the first one. It was yeah, all about I, the experience.
1: Sorry, God, love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, and, thank you. <laughs> and I've
2: heard, I, I did not know before I started doing this show how important the Atlanta scene is in the cigar community. I mean, you guys are blowing it up. And yeah. I and I just read an article, uh, I believe last week that Cam Newton is opening a new cigar lounge there in Atlanta.
3: Yeah, yeah. He is. He actually had uh like a soft opening during the Super Bowl. Um and I had I had heard rumblings of it, but he kinda kept it pretty quiet. Not really not many people really knew about it. But yeah, Atlanta's definitely um of the top markets, if not the top um, market uh, for cigars. Um, So it's huge here, you know, and it's funny because, I mean, when I was first, uh, you know, entering my journey, I obviously didn't, and honestly, 10 years, it probably wasn't even where it is now, Um, but I had no idea of the social scene um, and just how thriving the industry was here.
2: Wow. And and being from that area, you probably weren't aware of how big the market was in Atlanta Mm -hmm. compared to other cities in the nation.
3: No, not at all. And honestly, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons, um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with Atlanta cigar week. So I'm one of the founders of Atlanta cigar week, um, which we will be in our third, our third years this year. Um, very nice. Thank you. Um, and so we, we kind of started that week because people really don't know, um, you know how much how much uh, we have to offer here you know in the cigar space and so we really wanted to create a week you know for people to be able to come to Atlanta and really just kind of see what we have to offer and you know check out some of the lounges some of the shops you know some of the the little shops that you may not you know even people in the city they're like oh well, I've never been to this one place or I've never been there oh I'm sure there's um,
2: tons of shops that oh, the locals ton, haven't been to you know what I mean
3: tons. yeah absolutely so
2: are y'all having a special week for that
3: yeah, so that's actually um we were actually uh we received a proclamation from the city of Atlanta last year um for the 3rd week of September of every year um is officially Atlanta Cigar Week. So All right. well i September. I'll have Thank
2: to check sure. my calendar and try to come out for that. I've since Yeah, I've, man,
3: it's a good time.
2: Yeah, I've been reading so much about the culture there that I was like that's a place that's definitely on my list to go to a smoke shop.
3: Yeah, for sure. Let me know if you're coming. Absolutely.
2: I definitely will. Do you have a special moment That you shared a cigar with someone, or you had a celebration with a cigar. Tell me about a moment that was like special while you enjoyed a cigar.
3: Hmm. Good question. Um. I would definitely say one of my, and it's funny because I mean, when you think about cigars, you know, a lot of times people think about, you know, a celebration or you're kind of celebrating something or whatever have you. My most memorable moment, I was actually alone, um, and I was in Dubai. Uh, for Dubai Cigar Week, um, which I also co-founded. And uh, this was last year. And uh, the first night I got there, you know, we just kind of did a little running around during the day. And, you know, I kind of had, to, we had an event that night. Um, and before the event, you know, I just wanted to kind of relax in my room and just kind of unwind. I mean, 17 hour flight, like I need a little rest. And um, so I was in my hotel room, which was actually relatively close to like one of the mosques there. And um I heard this like sound, this music or something. I was like, what is that music? And um, I stepped out of my balcony and it was just, and I learned later that it was uh, the call to prayer. So I guess they have this like loud sound system that goes all around the Emirates and um, it's the call to prayer. And, you know, I kind of sat in, I mean, it's just the most serene sound, you know, and religion aside, belief aside, it was just like, this moment, it just meant a lot to me um, because, you know, I, again, I've been smoking cigars for a long time, but yet I had only
2: What a great experience. Yeah.
3: And uh, you know, but I had only uh, been doing it in a professional manner, you know, as far as the events and the different things like that for, you know, only two years at that point. And so it was just, it was just surreal that something that I had loved for so long has now led me to Dubai. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm getting yeah, paid a to A whole be here, different culture. Just, it, it was it was just a really surreal uh, moment, and I was just really grateful in that moment. And I had my cigar. I just sat there on the balcony with my cigar and listened to the sound, and and it was great. Well, Thank that's you. awesome.
2: That's a that's a beautiful story about going to another land and enjoying a different yeah. culture as well as absolutely. your cigar. That's absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. So I think what you're doing in the women's space of cigar industries, you're making a big impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, what inspired you to become a leader in creating that movement and opening up the equal opportunities and roles within the cigar community?
3: Well, honestly, I mean I, I really don't I really don't know that I uh, sought out to be a leader per se. Um, I just know that when I first started smoking and I kind of started on my journey of learning about cigars and things like that, um, it wasn't the most inviting thing. It wasn't you know necessarily comfortable, I mean, at that time, I don't know how many women were smoking at that time. I know there's a lot more now, but at that time, I'm not sure how many women were smoking. But when I would go to any lounge, shop, bar, whatever, I would be the only one there, if not the only one, maybe two or three max. And, wow. um, you know, it's kind of like walking into a meat market. So so either so either you're getting cat calls or you're kind of being spoken to condescendingly, you know, they're, you know, right. they're throwing Tatianas at
2: you <laughs> yeah you know it's funny that you say that because i was at a cigar event uh-huh. only just like two or three months uh-huh. ago and one of the regular women that come to the cigar shop whenever this uh, cigar rep approached her he tapped her on the shoulder and was like, oh, I have the perfect Connecticut for you. Wow. And that was hilarious because she smokes bolder cigars than 90% wow. of the guys in Absolutely. the shop. And she really was, you know, kind Affended. of offended. Absolutely. Because you automatically assume I'm going to be smoking a Connecticut just because I'm Absolutely.
3: It's, it's really insane. I mean, and, you know, I mean, it still happens to me every now and then now. But I, I just brush it off now. Um, but, you know, back then, and, and just, I mean, and I'm sure that she... She was offended, I'm sure, but it wasn't going to deter her from doing whatever she was there to do do you know what i mean but
1: imagine oh absolutely right, but,
2: and yeah I, I was there and she was you know and she was real she she was gracious sure. about it and was just like no no i'm i'm looking for some of these right. over here which <laughs> was yeah, you know the right yeah. and so that was an observation that i made that i was just like not completely understand mm-hmm. why you're doing what you're mm-hmm. doing
3: absolutely and and you know and like i said i mean because ultimately you know it's something where it's like everyone has to learn at some point everyone has to learn you know like I said for me it just wasn't a very good experience when I was learning and so you know fast forward you know nine eight nine years however long um, you know I just felt like that there was something that I could bring to the space that provided a safe space and uh provided that level of comfort for for women and also just for for beginners as well whether that be a beginning guy or a beginning woman um you know because at the end of the day like i said you know everyone kind of starts somewhere so i'm not going to laugh someone out of the out of the shop if they want to smoke you know whatever whatever it is you know what i mean i want to be there helping them
2: oh i do know exactly what uh, you mean yes you know and that's what i was telling a guy to shop not long ago uh you know, my wife likes her steaks well, well mm-hmm. done. That's not mm-hmm. me, but we should all be, have the freedom to eat or smoke however we absolutely.
3: choose. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree with
2: that. I have to ask you, and I've seen your Instagram page, yeah. great work by the way. Uh, you've smoked a lot of great cigars. Can you give us your top five?
3: <laughs> I have smoked a lot. Is that a tough I one? have smoked a lot of good cigars. Um. It's, I mean, I don't know if I have a top five per se. Um, I, I like. I like several, and it's. Let me. Let me just. Really quick story. It's funny. So when I was first smoking again, because I was just feeling really like insecure about the whole thing, I only smoked Perdomo. Uh, what is it? The tenth anniversary champagne. The champagne, own, which is a great it, Connecticut. It's, it's a great by the way. And I still like it from time to time now. But it. I literally probably smoked that cigar a good. Three four years, like, would not smoke anything else. Like, that was that was my go to, but I still like that. So, I you know, every now and then I like one of those. Um, when I'm in a kind of a mild mood, um, I love the L40, uh, nice, smooth, about a mild to medium, I would say. Um, I recently tried a Happy Van Winkle actually, uh, Family Reserve, and that one was just amazing. I mean, it was
1: amazing, it was great,
3: it it, really smoky, kind of a bourbony type of flavor. It was just great. It was great.
2: And was it from the Pappy Van Winkle drink?
3: Uh, well, you know, I, I, I mean, it was. It's a Drew Estate cigar. I'm not sure. Okay. yeah. I, I think that the drink is somehow connected to the cigar. I guess I really don't know. Okay. I mean, I never tried the drink, but it, it was. It was a really great cigar. And I, I started it out, and I thought I wasn't really going to like it because it felt a bit full, um, you know, on on the start of it. But uh, it kind of mellowed out a bit, and it was. It was really nice. Really nice. Um, So, yeah, those are a couple that I like. Uh, Monte Cristo, number two, of course, Uh, like a good Trinidad. Um, God, there's just so many.
1: (laughs) So
2: let me ask you this, because everybody always has to ask. Have you you smoked any Cubans?
3: Oh, God. (laughs) What do you mean I only smoke Cubans?
2: (laughs) Oh, the secret comes out. Well, you know, Hilarious. in Texas, we don't really have a lot of options as far as Cubans go. I mean, you know, the occasional friend goes down to Cuba and brings some yeah. back. We enjoy some of those. Yeah. But, you know, I know within the Atlantic culture, you're probably a lot more accessible to Cubans than what we yeah, I
3: mean, Yeah, I mean, I come across them sometimes. But honestly, I mean, you know, like we all kind of know, I mean, all right, it's a Cuban. You know, like there's some cigars from DR that are great there's some from Nicaragua that are great you know what I mean so
2: Cuban cigars are made differently than they are for what the states sell Mm -hmm. and I was talking to a friend of mine who just came out with a new cigar Viva La Vida and his blender uh, was actually AJ Fernandez and he was describing the difference between the two Cuban and the state cigars. And you know, our cigars usually start out with like a little kick. Sure. And they can build mm-hmm. up and then they mellow mm-hmm. out and then a little kick back on the mm-hmm. end. Where Cuban cigars, uh, the way they produce their c- cigars is it starts out mild and gradually builds all the way through the cigar leaving the end of the cigar that you're smoking super strong oh so i'll have to, I'll have to pay that, attention to that the next time i smoke one uh billy uh that's the one that i mm-hmm. talked to that made these new cigars uh-huh. oh man he, he knows so much and passed on so much knowledge wow. in his interview you'll definitely have to check yeah, him for out sure. but so what would you say you're going to be smoking tonight or tomorrow if, if you had to make a choice now
3: Hmm, actually, someone just gave me a Davidoff, uh, what is it called? 50 year chef's table, I believe it's called.
1: Okay. Um, so I mean,
3: so I mean, that would be, that'll be a new one for me. I literally just got it. Um, maybe last week or something like that. And I haven't been, haven't been able to try it. So I think I'll I'll give that a go.
2: I'm impressed. You can hang on to a cigar (laughs) more than a week.
3: Listen, I have and, uh, let me clear this up. So people they're like, "Oh, how many do you smoke a day?" Her aficionado? And, and I'm like, "I have a 3-year-old daughter. I can't smoke every day. Where am I going to smoke?" Do you know what I mean? So right. so I, I yes, I mean it's easy for me to hold on to that. I, you know, I'll I'll get to get around to smoking maybe maybe two to three times a week something like that
1: yeah all
2: right well that's a good amount that's a that's really you know i i smoke quite a few more than that but (laughs) the the drawback Mm -hmm. to smoking as many cigars as what i Mm -hmm. smoke is it really plays a number on your palate Mm -hmm. to where if i'm going to do a review or a tasting i have to like force myself not to smoke a cigar for several hours.
3: oh wow yeah i mean i can see that because i mean at some point they kind of all blend together
2: Right. If I smoke four or five cigars in the evening or, you know, afternoon Mm -hmm. and evening together, Mm -hmm. by the time I'm on my fourth or fifth one, I'm like, eh, they all taste the same. (laughs) Right. So that's some of your favorite cigars. Uh, Do you have any favorite pairings for us?
3: Well, I'm not really a pairings kind of gal. Um, You know, sometimes I will do a nice, uh, a nice scotch, a nice McAllen or something like that with, a Padron 64 or something like that, like that would be a nice pairing for me. Um, But most of the time, I really drink how I feel. (laughs) Okay. I drink how I feel, um, and that's regardless of what cigars I have with me. Um, So, you know, sometimes, like I said, I might be drinking um, a nice whiskey or something like that. Um, but then sometimes I might want, you know, a cognac margarita or something like that. Like I'm, I'm kind of,
2: a cognac yeah. margarita. I've never give heard a of that. Try that try like a be... wow. Give it a go.
1: <laughs> I will definitely put that on the list. I've never yeah, heard of that. So, I
3: mean, I, you know, I, I just believe in, you know, you know, I, I understand the pairings and, you know, sometimes you want to match the flavors and the intensity of the drink with the cigar. Um, but for me, what's worked for me is just, I drink what I feel like drinking that day at that moment for the most part. Well, I like that
2: because you're drinking what you're in the mood for. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of, that's, that sets the whole tone of whether or not you're going to enjoy it to the Right,
3: absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely about the experience and if I'm not in a, you know, a sweet drink kind of mood, then, you know, maybe I'll go this way if I'm not really wanting to have that, you know, real punch. Then maybe I'll go a little sweeter. So it just depends. I yeah, gotcha.
2: I don't really do a, much alcohol at okay. all. Usually I'm pairing my cigars with coffee because ah, I just okay. I'm a coffee okay. addict. But it but I'm very picky. I'm uh almost a cigar snob, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it's all freshly ground and it's coffees from all over the world, mm-hmm. and I just love the different flavors. And so that's what I usually pair my cigars okay. with. Every now and then I'll have a bourbon. I like Buffalo Trace, mm-hmm. or I even like a, a Jameson. Mm-hmm. But that's my my range of alcohol is pretty narrow. But I am definitely gonna put the cognac uh, margarita
3: on the list <laughs> go. and you know what's actually funny when i was um i had someone introduce me to uh because because i'm not really a coffee drinker so i'm kind of like the opposite of you i don't really drink coffee um but he he had some chocolates and gave me the coffee and we had the cigars and the 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 uh, the dark chocolate with the cigars oh my gosh I bet that was it great. was amazing. I didn't expect such, you know, I, I didn't expect you know the the flavors to just kind of mix so well. I mean, it was just it was amazing.
2: Well, that's something I'm going to have to try for Yeah, myself. the dark
3: chocolate. Give it a go; it's really, really good.
2: So, what should your uh, followers expect to see from you this coming year in 2019? Any surprises?
3: Well, if I told you, it wouldn't be a surprise. But oh, uh... well,
2: you, you can you can give us a hint then. Yeah. Come on now. Um,
3: well, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I'll definitely be uh, going to a few different cities this year. Um, you know, doing events in different cities. Um, so I'll be able to, you know, just kind of really touch more people you know i mean it's it's fun on social media but when you're able to really get out there and you know talk to people that yeah you know talk to people that have supported you and that you've supported i mean it's just that's really the number one thing that i'll be doing this year it's all about yeah that's
2: great so any trips to texas
3: i'm actually thinking about going to texas in april so yeah we'll we'll see how that pans out yeah absolutely
2: well uh if you come to the dfw area Mm -hmm. definitely let me know And, uh, depending on what weekend you happen to be there, we might be able to, uh, meet up and have a cigar. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I will definitely keep you posted.
2: What advice would you give to women across the country that are in different cigar communities?
3: The first thing is really just to stay true to who you are. Um, you know, be yourself and, you know, don't feel the need to, um, you know, create a character just to be in, you know whether it's on the social side whether it's on the business or the industry side um you know don't feel the need to you know be extreme one way or the other you know you don't have to be over sexualized to get the attention that you need to uh to go for whatever it is that you're after and on the other end you know you don't have to be one of the boys to, you know, you know what I mean? To, to kind of fit in, to be accepted oh, as well. And so I think that sometimes some of the ladies, you know, kind of go on both ends of the spectrum. And ultimately if that's who you are, then, then that's who you are. But if that isn't who you are, then it isn't going to last anyway, because you can only keep that up for so long. Um, that would be one thing. And then another thing is just to, um, you know, really just, uh, you know, let's, let's just support each other. Do you know what I mean? Um, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, yeah. let's all support each other, you know, with me, um, you know, you know, and I'm really grateful for some of the opportunities that I've gotten and, you know, some of the things that I've been able to do and accomplish. Um, but for me, it isn't enough for just me to be, you know, here on your podcast. Like, I want other ladies to be able to get on your podcast and, 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 mm-hmm. and to be given other different opportunities and to be able to go and do their own events and, and just these different things. You know what I mean? Um Well, I'll tell
2: you, yeah. uh, and it's very important for mm-hmm. me to support the woman movement in the cigar industry. Sure. I think that that is a huge space coming yeah. up. And especially since your story of saying that, you know, 10 years ago, you were probably like the only woman in the cigar yeah. lounge. Mm-hmm. And now you see, you, you see more oh, and absolutely. more. And so as as that community really explodes mm-hmm. i think it's exciting yeah I mean, just you're adding so many more cigar smokers to the whole community you're adding a new uh perspective sure. and uh, i don't know if you heard but i had uh, emmy lee on the show a few weeks ago and she owns a uh, cigar lounge in uh, san diego Oh, that's
1: awesome!
2: and she's got a really cool it's like a bohemian style speakeasy wow. and so i mean it's it's a really cool atmosphere and it's almost like a woman's touch to a cigar lounge and that's what made it special oh, you know that. what i mean yeah
3: you'll have to yeah you'll have to send me that uh that information and send me her contact yeah, as well I'll, or her instagram
2: yeah i'll send it to you and it's just a really cool club and the way i came about it was another friend of mine on instagram went over there and he shared it with me and he was telling me how amazing it mm-hmm. was so i wanted to get her on the show so i'm all about supporting that portion of the cigar community mm-hmm. and so if you know others that you think would sure. be a great guest on the show we'd love to hear from them yeah as well. and I mean,
3: and I really appreciate you, Rob, um, for, you know, accepting that, you know, the industry, you know, the community is changing and there are women that are in, that are involved, you know, from, from one uh, aspect to the next. Um, And, you know, lots of women are really kind of doing their thing. And I appreciate you for embracing me and for embracing us and for, um, you know, and and really just, and for having your show just in general uh, for the culture. You know, I always say it's for the culture, it's for the culture. Um, so I appreciate you, you know, being here and um, you know, interviewing great people, and um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing as well.
2: Hey, I appreciate that. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to share with us before we go? Maybe you could tell everybody uh, how to get in contact with you on Instagram. If you have Facebook, uh, tell us everywhere to look. Yeah,
3: for I'm them. on um, I'm on Instagram as, as well as Facebook. Uh, Herficionado, H-E-R-F-I-C-I-O-N-A-D-O. Um, on both and you can you know dm me if you need something um, or otherwise follow me um and yeah hope to see you guys sometime soon like i said atlanta cigar week is september 16th through the 22nd um and definitely follow me i'll be having a lot other uh a lot more things kind of coming up here pretty pretty soon here so
2: Well, we thank you so much for being on the show and we look forward to the great things that we see in your future. So keep up the good work. Thank you so
3: much, Rob. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Octavia. Have a great weekend.
4: Razor sport
2: sports betting is legal.
4: Sports books are opening left and right. And now is your time to beat them all. Razor will show you how the real professionals beat the book consistently. Visit razorsport.com. That's R-A-Z-E-R sport.com for a free trial, how to play, what to play, how to play, to win, join RazorSport.com free. That's R-A-Z-E-R Sport.com. It's where the winners come to win. It's Razor.
2: Welcome back to Cigar Talk. This is Rob. We're going to reach out to a B-O-T-L this week, and uh, he's up in uh, New York. Is that right or Maine? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Well, I, you know, for us Texans, it's all that same area. So, Chuck.
0: It's all up in the Great White North.
2: That's right. Hey, Chuck. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, if you would tell everybody what you're smoking, I know you're getting to smoke one right now.
0: Oh, right now I'm smoking a uh, Viva La Vida Grand Toro.
2: Oh, this nice! Uh, the, the the sixty by six,
0: um, great smoke. It's just, uh, I guess I call it like a sine wave, almost like a roller coaster. You know, you you start on this thing; it's a little uh, little spicy at the front end, and then uh, mellows out really nicely in the middle.
2: Yeah, just a really beautiful, smooth smoke. Yeah, you know, uh, I guess you uh, heard the interview with Billy last week, and uh, he spent a lot of time and effort building what he perceived to be the cigar that the people wanted. So I think he nailed it. So uh, what do you think?
0: I'm I'm with you on that one. I think he nailed it perfectly
2: and I, I love the story of uh the way they came about making the artwork for the band of that cigar and the box itself uh they had a uh employee there that was an artist and she basically made that from scratch that's pretty impressive it's a beautiful artwork as well
0: yeah i was listening to that uh, actually i listened to it again today and i you know how she she took the mural for his uh cigar shop that he had, and then then uh, designed the label and, and printed all that up, and that, that's really cool.
2: Yeah, that is cool. So, uh, what do you do uh, over there in Pennsylvania? Well, I am a training manager at a nuclear power plant. Well, that sounds uh, dangerous. <laughs> not, not dangerous at all. A little stressful
0: at times, but not dangerous.
2: I got you. Okay. Well, I don't hear from people that do that every day, so that's pretty cool, man. How long have you been doing that?
0: Oh, God, I've been doing this now for... Four and a half years at the plant I'm at right now, and I've been in training now at Nuclear Power and oh since about 2000.
2: So here's my question about that: How come we don't have more nuclear power in this country? There's a lot of there's a lot of politics involved, and
0: we're really we're fighting the politics right now. It costs a lot of money to build a nuclear power plant, but uh, once they're up and running, they run very efficient. They're one of the most efficient types of electrical generation we have. But right now, with uh, with natural gas and fracking and windmills and all that a lot of those technologies are getting subsidized by the government
2: right right
0: so it's really it's really hard for us to compete because we don't get any kind of subsidies even though like our generation is 100% greenhouse
2: free right I mean really you guys are the greenest of green when it comes to energy aren't you absolutely yeah that's awesome so tell us about in Pennsylvania where do you go to hang out and smoke a cigar
0: you know, my, my favorite place down here is uh, it's a place called Old Havana Cigar, or Old Havana Tobacco Company. It's in West uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, not a huge shop but a really nice really nice humidor. Um, not the biggest I've ever seen, but they uh, they always got it stocked with some really fantastic sticks.
2: And that's what matters, man. I've been to some places that have huge humidors, and uh, they're barely stocked with any cigars. So that's kind of a sad situation. But, yeah, I don't really judge a shop by how big the humidor is. I judge it by how many great cigars they carry. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, I can
0: walk in on any
2: day and pick up a, a Liga Privada or, you know, a Florida Dominica
0: Cabinet 5.
2: Oh. There's always oh. something
0: good, good to smoke there.
2: Cabinet 5. Now you're Now you're just taunting me aren't you? <laughs> I
0: am. I am. Just a little.
2: Say so, you know the cabinet 5 and cabinet 6 is probably my all-time favorite cigar and they're very difficult to find. Uh, LFD makes a great product and uh, they have I would I, w- I don't I don't know if I would call it a shortage but they have such high quality control standards that they don't just kick out cigars just to kick them out they uh, make sure that they meet their standards so you are usually waiting on your lfd orders as most shops will know
0: right and they're uh they're expecting to get some uh, cabinet six in
2: probably next week man i may have to drive up there just to get me some cabinet sixes man I may take you up on that offer after all if if I can't find any soon. Yeah, let me know. Chuck actually offered uh, to uh, go by there and get me some. But as most of you guys know, it's kind of like the hunt for me on the cigars I smoke. You know, I like to be on the hunt for them, and it just makes it that much more rewarding whenever I can find one. But uh, I do know I'm going to be doing an interview at the uh, Safari Cigar Lounge in uh omaha on thursday morning and i know they've got the cabinet six because i had one earlier this week i know i'm gonna i'm probably gonna pick up a few before i go back to texas that'll be perfect yeah, you can get back with you. Oh, absolutely. And they had, let me tell you about this place in Omaha. They have the best espresso I've had in a long time. Very nice place. I can't wait to go back there and do an interview this coming week. Uh, that will actually be on the show next Saturday, not this Saturday. Uh, Chuck, uh, yours is going to be on this Saturday with Octavia. And uh, then we'll also have the uh, cigar of the week. And then we'll also talk to... Uh, Cigar Man official about the cigar tip of the week. How long have you been smoking cigars, Chuck? I'm
0: actually fairly new to, to seriously smoking. I, mean, I I really started seriously smoking about a year ago. Now, I've been smoking cigars, kind of toying with it for probably 15 years.
2: It, it takes on a whole new level once you get into it big time, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. You know, we uh, When I look back, I think my, my first cigar ever was on a cruise ship. It was a Davidoff. I kind of got kind of got uh, smitten then and just never really got seriously into it you know sure. just, it's kind of an expensive habit and uh, in the last year or so my uh, my family went on a cruise last year and my son and I split a box of Cubans and and, and that, that kind of launched got me you. down this path so ever since then you know, I, I collect whatever I can find I, I always try to find something different when I'm at the
2: shop now do you uh, actually have a collection of cigars like that you don't smoke or you just put them in the humidor and smoke them as they go
0: there's a few that I keep in the Humidor. You know, some, again, some of my Cubans. There's, there's a few cigars that I, that I keep in there that I just like
2: to sit and let age a little bit.
1: Right.
0: Uh, but, I, but I pick at them here and there. I'm not really yeah. a collector so much.
2: Yeah, I'm not a collector, I'm a smoker. So uh and I'm going to have to correct you on something Chuck. It's not a habit, it's a hobby. <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: But once devices vices there are now hobbies.
2: That's correct. Uh, because I like to say that, you know, I don't smoke because I have to, I smoke because I want to. That is absolutely true. So many cigars, so little time. Absolutely. So uh, so, uh, what do you got coming up this weekend? You going to any good cigar shops coming up?
0: Well, actually, I'm, I'm traveling with my, uh, my wife and my son and his family. Are, we're taking a trip down to Washington, D.C., so I haven't had a chance yet to look and see if there's any good cigar shops near where we're going to be. But oh, okay. I'm sure I'll find time to visit one.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's several over there in that area. I've talked to a couple of guys that used to live in D.C., and they've told me about some shops. I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head. But I know there's definitely going to be some good shops over there for you.
0: Yeah, I'll guarantee there's some. I just haven't done my research yet. And then uh, whenever we travel, and my wife and I travel pretty frequently, as, as often as we can, you know, I always kind of base, base vacation around where can I find good cigars. So.
2: Oh, that's a must, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she, she kind of tolerates me in that way. like, okay, well, you got to stop at this shop. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's good to have a wife that tolerates. Isn't that nice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, my wife. In fact, uh, we're taking vacation this year in August, and our vacation is taking us up to uh, Colorado for the uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. So that's how cool my wife is. She's not going to an actual festival, but she will uh, be hanging out at the hotel and maybe do some shopping while I'm at the festival. So. Uh, It's funny that you say that because, yeah, that's how our vacations are, too. Our travel arrangements are always uh, based around cigar availability and new shops and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, we're actually taking a a cruise to Cuba in two weeks.
2: Man, well, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to have to have you back on the show after that trip so you can tell everybody about it because I know a lot of people, including myself, wonder about how good those cruises are and what they mean for the cigar enthusiast. So we'll have to get you back on so you can tell us about it. I'll be happy to. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen some of those uh, uh, advertisements on going to Cuba on these cruises, and I thought, man, that'd be pretty cool. So you definitely got to let us know how that goes.
0: Uh yeah I'd be happy to yeah we, we kind of looked at it and thought, hey, it's some place we've never gone before that I don't know many people that have gone there
2: right and it'll give
0: me a good good chance to to do a little shopping and uh, bring back some uh, some really good cigars for fairly cheap
2: yeah, that sounds good and uh now, do you know what the rules are as far as about bringing back cigars?
0: Yeah, you can bring back up to one hundred cigars per person
2: right i've since I've never been to Cuba, I don't know what the price range for cigars in Cuba are. Uh, so, but a hundred cigars sounds like plenty.
0: That's yeah. More, I, I won't be bringing home anywhere near that.
1: But, uh, <laughs> All right.
0: But they, they say that you know I've done a little research on it, and they say that uh, you know a, a good Cuban cigar will cost you about ten dollars American there.
2: Okay, so it costs about what our cigars cost us here, but they're Cubans.
0: Exactly, and you know I, I've I've gone you know throughout the world and. and buy cigars wherever we stop, and I'll usually pick up a Cuban or two, and they're gonna, usually going to run you $30 to $35 anywhere else.
2: Right.
1: So it's a good
0: opportunity to stock up a little bit and pack the humidor a little.
2: Now, do you ha- since you've smoked quite a bit of Cubans, do you have some favorite Cuban cigars?
0: My absolute favorite would be the, uh, the Bolivar. I, I smoked the Bolivar when we were in Ireland last year and just absolutely loved it, so I'm really hoping to pick up a box while I'm over there. Um, well. And then after that, uh, yeah, Monte Cristo's, you can't go wrong.
2: Okay. Well, I've never actually had the uh, Bolivar, and I've always wanted to smoke those. Just, I love the band on them, and it's a beautiful made cigar. So, I can definitely see how that one would be a good one.
0: I'll tell you what, if I can uh, if I can come out with a box, I'll, I'll ship you out one.
2: Oh, man. Now, see, you went from taunting me to uh, making me a happy man.
0: <laughs> That's what I aim for. It's all. It's all about friends, you know?
2: That's what the whole hobby's about. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, I pair up, I like to ask other people, like, what do you pair your cigars with? I'm a huge coffee drinker, so I love pairing cigars with coffee. But what do you pair yours with?
0: I'm more of a beer guy. Um, I like stouts, so I like to uh, pair my cigars with a good stout or with a bourbon.
2: Okay. What kind of bourbon do you like?
0: Uh, probably my favorite. Oh, God, i got a bunch of them over here. My absolute. Favorite is generally going to be
2: Blanton's. I compare okay. that with
0: almost anything. Okay. I also like the uh, the E.H. Taylor. Makes a really nice bourbon. And, now and my, are those
2: uh, uh, nationals or those made or distilled where you're at? I, I don't know those, but I'm like I said, I'm not a big bourbon drinker. I I usually stick with my uh, Buffalo Trace, or uh, I'll also. Uh, be drinking some of my Jameson. So I don't know all the brands like most of you guys who drink a lot of bourbon.
0: Yeah, no, they're, they're all national. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Blanton's made by Buffalo Trace. Although, oh, okay.
2: Yeah,
0: we, yeah, I think they, they contract to Buffalo, and Buffalo makes it for them.
2: And is that a higher-end bourbon than what Buffalo Trace is?
0: Yeah, a little higher-end than Buffalo Trace, but it's not one of your, you know, really expensive bottles. It's a nice, dependable.
2: It's solitaire. not $80 a bottle.
0: No, I can usually pick it up for somewhere between
2: 40 and 50. Oh, okay. That's not too bad.
0: Yeah. If it was something I was drinking every night, that'd be different, but, you know. Right.
2: Well, I uh, I usually go for, like, a Sumatra or Kenya or Costa Rican coffee with uh, a cigar. That's that's where my main love is, and mainly because I'm smoking cigars, you know, all day long, so I can't be drinking bourbon all day long. Yeah,
0: that, that, does, that doesn't go
2: well with work, personally. <laughs> right. So, all right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and uh, we definitely want to hook back up after you take that trip so you can tell us about it.
0: Sure, I'll let you know when I get back.
2: All right, man. Well, hey, enjoy your smoke and keep smoking, my friend. Hey, good talking to you. Hey, YouTube. Hey, bro. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing better than deserved. <laughs> just firing up a uh, Viva La Vida cigar right now, and it's pretty Dude, tasty. how many
1: do you get?
2: That's none of your damn business. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy at the cigar shop one day ask me, he said, Rob, how many cigars do you smoke a day? And I said, that's none of your <laughs> damn business. <laughs> no, uh... I got quite a few, but anyway, uh, that's awesome. So, do you have a good cigar tip of the week?
4: Um, you know, I I've just been hanging hanging out with people that are I thought were pretty um, savvy and uh, about cigars, and you know, I just see how they light their cigars and. So I thought I'd talk about cigar lighting even though it's kind of commonly known. I think a lot I think of people still a, don't know.
2: I think that's a great idea because I see so many people at the cigar shop completely lighting their cigar the wrong
4: way. So I mean, it's it seems like a, you know, you're afraid to talk about it because you think everybody knows about it, but I I really don't see that many people know how to properly, you know, they're 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 basically torching their their cigar or their Um, Well, the
2: the the worst one that I see just like all the time is they put the cigar in their mouth and then they hold the jet torch like directly under the tip, shooting the flame straight up. And I'm like, you're not even evenly lighting the cigar. And the thing about it is when you don't light the tip of your cigar or the foot of the cigar evenly, you've already lost the cigar because it's meant to be smoked evenly and so when you light just like a portion of the foot you're already starting out of the gate wrong
4: well you know that's the i thought i would what i thought i would do is just go here are some you know i've seen people do it with candles before you know because they didn't have a lighter <laughs> which is the worst you know thing you could do cause <laughs> You have all that wax and everything. You're now ru- you've ruined the cigar. Well,
2: that's that's almost the worst thing you can do. You know what that worst thing you can do is, Paul. Uh, no, Paul. Yeah. Paul from Fifty One Fifty Cigar Tours told me one day he didn't have any fire and he was sitting out on the porch, and he lit it with one of those citronella torch things that uh, ward off mosquitoes. So the oh whole cigar God. tasted like citronella. <laughs>
4: oh my gosh that is the worst i've not heard that one before so yeah that's bring that one up that's yeah.
2: pretty bad so uh so cigar man official what's your tip of the week give it to us
4: excellent hey rob well thanks for uh reaching out uh, today's cigar or this week's can we start over
2: <laughs> hey well what you I don't know we were starting hey what you don't <laughs> know is we were recording when you answered the phone
4: Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? No, because that's, well, that's,
2: that's my new—that's my new thing. Is uh, we're going to just record it all, and then uh, edit. Okay, yeah. No, <laughs> well, hey, maybe we edit. I'm not saying we're going to edit, but maybe uh, we I edit.
4: Know, right? Okay. Now I'll leave it up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Hmm. Anyways, this week's cigar tip is uh, about lighting a cigar. Um, I just felt uh, it's probably something to uh, bring up, and I I've, I've go to a lot of cigar shops, and um, someone taught me how to do it, and I, I, I feel there's a lot of uh, learning that can be done. So some ideas here. Okay. But So um, a couple things not to do uh, before we start off on what to do is um, light a cigar with um, something that is, uh, has chemicals in it. So, like uh candles um
2: citronella
4: <laughs> citronella as you talked about um or even just uh lighting from the uh your your fireplace or your uh you know from pe- you know from your um stove <laughs> i mean i've heard it all so yeah you want to avoid kind of uh non-traditional ways to light your cigar because you're just going to torch the foot of the cigar and it's not going to burn evenly and it's going to be ruined. So the the key, let's talk about what to do. So um, with the cigar, the you have three different types of um, tobacco there. You have the filler, you have the binder, and then you have the wrapper. And the wrappers really would get the flavors, so you got to be careful. You don't want to burn that or toast that. So the the key to lighting a cigar is really, first of all, the type what you're going to light it with. So um, you
1: now, what do you prefer? My
4: my preference for ease of use is a butane lighter, but my my the best smokes that i get is typically from a cedar strip
2: see i'm so. i'm i'm really big on the cedar strip and that's not always available but when i'm at the cigar shop 99 percent of the time i take a torch light the cedar stick and then that's what i use and it's not uh you know it looks fancy like you know what you're doing but the the real part for me is that it's a soft flame and you can adjust by how you hold the cedar stick how big the flame is so you can cover the whole foot of the cigar and just take your time and light the entire cigar and you know and i'm sure you're going to say this so i'm sorry if i'm stepping on your toes but as you're lighting that cigar with a cedar stick you want to hold your cigar down like at a 45 degree angle and roll the cigar as you're lighting it. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, no, you you hit it on the head. And yeah, you did some my thunder, but that's cool. I mean, I, I can add on. To
2: hey, well, so, I was going to say uh, I hope you then I hope you have another <laughs> you have another technique. Go ahead. Sorry about that.
4: Yeah, no, 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 not not at all. Um definitely whether it's a um a wooden match, you don't want to use cardboard matches. Uh cardboard matches have again chemicals in there that get right into your tobacco and you're basically ruining uh, a cigar. So avoid really what you want. The three things that you want to a cigar with is a butane lighter, a um, cedar stick that's lit by a butane lighter, something that's not going to damage that. And then, or it wouldn't, um, wouldn't uh, match and make sure you go, don't light it when you light the sulfur part. Wait till it gets to the wood. Right, so right, you... right. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to have that yeah. sulfur taste going through your cigar.
4: Exactly, exactly. So those are the three things you want to light with. So always carry a box of matches with you when you go to a cigar shop, whatever. I, That's a tip that actually probably the best tip is always have a way to light a cigar with you. So I carry matches with me. I have boxes everywhere, and I have my briefcase. You name it. So at least if I don't have a lighter,
0: I have a way to light a
2: cigar. Well, you know, what's funny that you say that is because I remember this cartoon years ago that I saw. And it had like a a picture of a bowling alley and this guy standing up there holding a bowling ball. And it had a pin on the back far left and a pin on the back far right. And it said Bowler's Hell. So for me, the cigar smoker's hell is when you have a cigar and no way to light it. No
4: way to light it or no way to cut it, <laughs> right. exactly. No, I've been there, done that, and um, it is frustrating. And it, you're just like you're dangling a carrot in front and you can't eat it. And so, yeah, that, that I would say that's what you wanna light with is a you know get the right tools to light with, and then you're good. Now the key is understanding why you light the scar that way. So you, you named it right, you do it down at a 45 degree angle, because you have those three layers of tobacco, what you're wanting to do is you want to seal the wrapper to the binder and to the, um, filler. So the way to do that is to light from the outside in. A lot of people will just put the cigar to their mouth and just start puffing on it right away. And what you're doing is you're lighting the inside out. And so it's not sealing the cigar at the foot. And so this is, this is something I learned from, uh, you know, people who've been smoking cigars for years is basically you want to kind of seal that um, binder in there. And then so you light, light from the outside and you do that at a 45 degree. You go, never put the cigar in the flame. Never put the cigar in the flame. Remember that. You're always wanting the heat of the flame to light the cigar. So it takes a little bit longer. People are impatient, but it's that's the fine art of... Cigar smoking is, is if you want to be knowing how to do this right, and you want everybody to admire the way you're doing. There's nothing more beautiful than that first minute or two of lighting a cigar. People were like, just light the damn thing,
1: right? No, right.
4: Do, do do it right because the whole cigar experience is smoking something that smokes evenly. And if you light it incorrectly, you're going to be fighting that thing. You know whether it's tunneling, whether it's you name it. Um, you're going to be really struggling with that cigar the whole way through, and it's not a fun
1: experience. Yeah, be able to I, and smoke. I've seen
2: people light them like you know they get one side lit because they're not rolling it as they light it, and that's a great way to have your cigar burn in a in a uh, canoeing effect where you're just burning half of it down the side. That's a r- really bad way to start out a cigar.
4: And it happens when you. Took it too much to one side. What happens? You got to roll that cigar, as you said. As uh, you turn that cigar, kind of like a, a piece of meat, you know, to, to get it evenly around the start. The start will give you a great finish. Remember that. If you start right, you'll get you'll finish right. I
2: like it. And
4: so, yeah. So that you know, that's at a, in a nutshell. You know, in summary, you want to get the right tools. Make sure you have matches with you all at all times. Every time you go to a cigar shop, pick up some cedar sticks, put them in your bag in your car or whatever, so you have them. And then if you have a butane lighter, or a couple of butane lighters, um, that's you know the fast way. But hey, even can with we the get lighter, can
2: we get somebody that can make a torch lighter that will work all the time,
4: dude? That is the biggest
2: i mean it's like come on <laughs> don't is it even that go there difficult <laughs> right right that's a whole nother show right
4: that is that is yeah so i did uh, but-
2: see i did see i want to throw this in there right quick i did see i don't know if you follow big smoke on uh, instagram but he's in kuwait at like probably one of the coolest oh, yeah. okay so he yeah. was showing zikar has actually made an electric lighter it has no flame have you seen that
4: you know, I, I haven't seen Zykar's version of it, but I've seen um, like USB versions of that, and um, it I, i'm still trying to figure that out it, it, it creates
1: heat basically. it creates
2: heat and you just it, it's a round lighter and you actually just stick the tip down in there and it creates heat and lights the whole thing now when he did a demonstration of lighting it with it and it looked like it lit perfectly i haven't actually seen one in person but i thought it was a cool concept when i first saw it i was like oh that's crap i would never do that but after seeing big smoke do it uh, it was really cool because it did light the tip of the cigar evenly. So I mean,
4: well, what what I like about that actually, and I thought about it, is when you travel, you can't take lighters with you.
2: Oh, that's and, a great uh, idea because you know I just lost all my lighters on my last trip to Nebraska. I had to just throw them in the trash.
4: Are you kidding me? What? I was wondering if you were able to make it back.
2: Well, oh, no. I'll, I'll tell you this. And, uh, hopefully the, uh, nobody that works for the TSA is listening to this show, but I threw away two torches and a, uh, and a soft flame, uh, butane lighter. Uh, but what I didn't throw away was I forgot that I had the Zycar table lighter, uh, in my backpack and it's probably about two and a half inches wide and it's a round table lighter and it weighs probably about a pound and a half to two pounds and anyway i got to nebraska and i was like holy crap this they could have taken my lighter so when i got back to the airport to fly back to texas i uh went up to the counter and i said hey this lighter does not have any butane in it can i put it in my carry-on or can i check it in my bag how can i fly home with this and so they checked and came back and was like nope you can't take it So, I mean, Uh, and this is like $150 lighter. So, uh, uh, I just rolled the dice and put it back in my bag. And when we went through TSA check, they didn't say a word.
4: (laughs) Well, hopefully nobody from TSA is listening. Right, right.
2: uh, (laughs) Well, you know what? I put it right in the front pocket. So if they wanted to take it out, they were more than happy to take it out. I was just like, you know what? I made it up here
4: learn from our mistakes guys learn from our mistakes i i had a very nice lighter that was given to me by somebody very special and i literally had to call somebody to come back to drive back to the airport and pick it up because i was not going to lose it you know but you know you lighters cannot go when you travel so this thing that you're talking about from zycar might be a solution for that because there's no butane no no way to light it's just heat
2: yeah that's a great idea uh, that's a really good i hadn't thought of that
4: yeah, that's a tip right there. And, um, yeah, enjoy, you know, the whole idea of the show, man, light them up, right? Exactly. So I, I thought we would, you know, discuss how to properly light them up at least.
2: Well, I think that's a good tip. And uh, I, I know, you know, there's a lot of experienced cigar smokers that are like, oh, I already know how to smoke a cigar or no, I know how to light a cigar. But, uh, man, you look around the shops, there's a lot of people that don't know how to light a cigar. Uh, I have a couple of guys at our shop, the local one here in town, the leaf. And, uh, I've had to be like, Hey, wait, what are you doing? You're just torching the outside of your cigar. Cause they hold it directly under the cigar. You know what I mean? Yes.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm no, like, I've done
2: that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's not the way you want to go. But anyway, man, well, Hey dude, I appreciate you giving us our cigar tip of the week and uh, we'll be talking to you real soon. Look forward to it, ben. Have a great week. Hey, you too, bud. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, now it's time for the Cigar of the Week. I'm going to go with the A.J. Fernandez new uh, cigar called uh, Viva La Vida. Uh, I've smoked it here over the course of the show, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a medium-bodied smoke, uh, medium in strength. And I tell you what, it just, the construction is perfect. It burns nice and even. It's slow. Uh, It's just a really, really good cigar. And I just say hats off to uh, those guys over there making great cigars. So now it's time for Cigar Talk Trivia. And uh, first person to send me the correct answer will win a couple of Viva La Vida cigars. And the Cigar Talk Trivia question of the week is... If you go back to the Ambassador uh, in All of Us uh, episode, uh, if you can tell me where the McAuliffe Cigar Headquarters is located, and uh, you're the first person to send me an email with that answer, I'll be sending you a couple of Viva La Vida cigars. And so anyway, guys, uh, next week we've got a good show coming up uh, up in Omaha, Nebraska. We went by the uh, Safari Cigar Lounge and did a show there great people fabulous lounge uh, somewhere i could hang out for days uh, they have a humidor that's huge if you didn't get a chance check out my igtv video i'd give a tour of their shop uh, fantastic cigar lounge and i would definitely be hanging out there a lot if i was up in omaha to, uh, very often so anyway guys i hope you have a great week and until next time keep smoking my
1: friends